there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> They'd get his... <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave! Welcome to the Chronic Podcast. I am your host, Ralph Marlboro. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 136 draft beers, 50-foot television. Go there, watch LSU in the Music City Bowl, kick the crap out of Notre Dame, and try to end the 2014 football season on a high note. Because yesterday, the Atlanta Falcons took the Saints out back like old Yeller and shot them in the face and ended the 2014 (laughs) season. Uh, I'm going to begin by saying this. I usually drink guys during Saints games a little bit, get a little buzz working. Yesterday, I drank half a fifth of Crown, got completely and utterly shit-faced, was supposed to do a post game with one Kevin Held, and 10 minutes in, Held's like, I got to hit the eject button. The ex-wife is dropping off the pissing cat. Unbelievable. No, no, no. He's not even, not even married anymore, and he's picking still up. getting pulled around by his dick. The, the ex-wife was picking up the mystical, magical, ur- urinating kitty. Not even yeah. married to the woman anymore, and she's still telling him what the fuck to do and bossing his ass around. Not really. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. a, a, you wanted regular... to do a podcast, and you didn't do it. He left nope. me out to dry hell, but I, but Jeez, but thanks to thanks to the dozen angry callers that I begged for on Twitter that carried me through. I just want to say that, um, Dave, I'll start with you because Kevin and me had a good rant yesterday, at least for the first fifteen minutes of the post game show. Dave, you were there to watch the Saints lose their fifth consecutive home game for the first time since nineteen eighty. Uh, what did you see? Yeah, it hasn't been fun. Uh, hasn't been fun going to Saints games lately. My wife, got, my mom dropped an f bomb in our post game uh, call after the game, which she usually never does. She dropped an f bomb <laughs> about the Saints season, which was lovely. I love you, mom. Um, but uh, what did I see? I mean, I'm I'm sure I saw the same crap that you, that you guys saw. You know the. The, the pregame, the new NBA-style pregame player intros with the where they turn the lights down uh, and they have the spotlights and all that kind of stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. 
I got to admit that was pretty badass, and that kind of got everybody pumped. You know, obviously the Saints are playing the Falcons, so that's extra reason to scream and yell. But uh, at the beginning of the game, Saints fans were definitely amped up. Best start you could have. Yeah, you know, I, I got to admit, I've, you know, so the when it comes to the Saints, the last two, three years, if the Saints get off to a good start and they get a 99-yard opening kickoff return and then... You're like, some party time! I was thinking that. Uh, yeah, I mean, in the past, it's been lights out. It's been over. I mean, they, you know, they've, if that's the case, they, they've, they've stepped on the throats and they, and they don't ever, and they, in the past, they've never let up. Um, they've just, that's usually the, that's usually the death knell for the other team. But uh, this is obviously a different year, a different season. And, uh, and the Saints obviously just slowly let the Falcons back into it. Yeah. And, I mean, the offense, you know, the defense didn't play terribly. 20 points. If you'd have told me the defense would give up 20 points, I'd have felt pretty good about it. Well, yeah, and, I, and the last seven were in the last – with time expired. Well, yeah, the last 10, actually. I mean, the, the, yeah. the field goal was because of Breeze. And yeah. the touch – I mean, the ending touchdown didn't matter. So, uh-huh. I mean, really, you, you can't be that upset with the defense in this game. It was it was really the offense. They just got nothing going. I think they had like 78 yards of offense, or, or Breeze had like 78 passing yards after like two quarters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they just they just could not get anything going. Um, there was just none of those long drives. No, no nice 11 play drives, 12 play drives. Um, barely moving down the field. Um, peculiar play calling. I mean, they, they didn't run the ball for the first two or three series, well, obviously, except for the Mark Ingram touchdown. Um, but it felt like they were kind of passing it a whole bunch in the beginning. When well, they Atlanta's pass been... defense is awful. Well, so what? But so what? You don't just, I mean, you, you can attack the, the, them later with that. I, I'd say at first run the ball, and, and they'll, their, their pass defense will be even worse if they don't know that you're passing the ball. But if you yeah. pass every goddamn down, you're going to at least be a little bit better than you are if you're, you know, waiting to figure out what's going on. So, I mean, they, they picked up the running game and whatever, but, you know, it's just it was the, the offense was disappointing. And I think a lot of it obviously has to has to be put on the offensive line. They just did a terrible job. And that's been pretty much the case all all season. So, I mean, I, I think you got to put. I think priorities this off season, um, and yes, I know there's one game left in the season, but we're already talking about the off season. Um, but I mean, I think you, priority number one A and one B are offensive line and and cornerback. Yeah, Kevin. Look, if they'd have lost yesterday, no matter how they would have lost, it would have been would have been just as ornery and pissed off as we are right now. But to me, to have them lose. And only score 14 points against the worst defense in the NFL by far made it a thousand times worse than I expected it to be if they lost. Is that is it fair to say that because they couldn't score against Atlanta, like it was a whole other level of frustration? Fair assessment. I mean, like if they'd have lost 45-42 – We'd be like, well, the defense sucked all year long. They just – they couldn't get it done. But to have the def- – I mean, the I think either you – I tweeted out like, uh-oh, Armstead isn't playing. That's bad. This is not good. Let's drink more. And I think you were responded to it or something. But 
I thought it would be okay with Bryce Harris at left tackle. It was not okay. Like, he was a turnstile. Yeah, I mean, what did they wind up with? Five sacks on Drew Brees? Five. They had 16 going into the game. So they... One game against the Saints, they got one-third of their total season. Right, right. right. So they they increased their total by... 33%. Yeah. My God. Uh, I think that's right. I don't know. Don't make me do math. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. How? I was told there would be no math. (laughs) Kevin... They lost thirty to fourteen, and and they sucked. So the but that call against Jimmy Graham, how how horrible did you feel like it was? Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, the refs fucking botched it, and and you got you got people saying, oh, he should have he should have moved his forearm or something. It's like, well, you want him to hold on to the fucking football, which he couldn't even do after the play, like after the thing was over. But I mean, the more I think about it. After the fact, like fuck, to some degree, I, I'm I'm thinking, I'm guessing that in his mind he's like, oh, I scored. So boom, he lets up the grip slightly, and then suddenly the fucking Atlanta guys like taking off with it, and Jimmy's like, yeah, but I scored, guys. Yeah, I think if they call it a touchdown, it stays a touchdown. Like they wouldn't have reversed it either way. You know? Yeah. I don't yeah. think so. I knew I knew it wasn't getting reversed. Um, but, but, but uh, honestly, honestly, I felt the game, I felt the game start to get, it was start, was getting out of hand when, when fucking Sean Payton decided to go for, to go it. for it on like fourth and seven or some shit. Yeah. Was that, yeah, they had, they had, yeah, right. They had, they, it was fourth and two from the and then thir- they got a fucking false start penalty or whatever penalty they got. And it was fourth and seven. And I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Kevin. I thought for sure. I was like, oh. They're going to send out the 
special teams. Now that right. it's fourth and seven, and they left them out there. I, I was really surprised. And, that, and then, so then they start, you know, so then they get to the line, and, and Breeze is doing a little bit of a hard count, and I'm like, oh, they're not really going to snap the ball. They're just trying to get them to go off sides. But no, they snapped the ball. They yeah, snapped I, the ball. I didn't like that call because – the, the defense was doing okay up to that point. Wasn't it 7-3, to three, I think, at that point? And the, 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 the defense was doing okay, but the offense had been so, so, so much so bad. I felt like at that point, Dave, you, you put Morstead out there, you pin, you pin Atlanta deep, and you let your crowd get a little rowdy with Matt Ryan at the two-yard line, and you – See where it goes. I, I just I didn't like that. I, I you know I, I'm you guys know I'm usually all for Sean Payton being aggressive yeah. and yeah and, and doing things outside of the box. But you know up to that point you really had seen nothing from your offense to back you up as you know and to say you know what I think these guys can get this. I mean it, you had to know that they were having a shitty day. And so on, on, on a shitty day, you're going to ask them to you're going to in fourth and seven, you're going to make them go for it. Like I could see them. I could see them. You know, I could see Peyton making that call in one of those games, you know, where the Saints are are playing well, like against the Bears or something like that. When, when they're in control and they've got a good rhythm mm-hmm. and, they're, and they're moving well, I could see on fourth and seven, I could see Peyton saying, let's go for it. But there was nothing he saw yesterday, yesterday a Sunday. Uh, that could have made him say, fourth and seven, yeah, I think these guys can get this. I mean, they were <laughs> they were playing terrible up to that point. The only reason they scored the touchdowns was because of Jalen Saunders. Oh, by the way, he needs to be on the 2015 team. Yeah. I mean, I think he's, I think he's earned his, I mean, you know. He, yeah, I mean, he, he is, he, the, 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 he basically, the Jets drafted him in the fourth round to, Return kicks and punts. He fumbled twice in a game, and they cut him. And the Saints sort of have have lucked into him, and they need to keep him around. Um, Kevin, the Saints pass rush again against a patchwork offensive line. By the way, Atlanta has five offensive linemen on IR for the year, and the Saints, again, couldn't generate a pass rush, this time at home. Kevin, what are we to make of this Saints pass rush with Akeem Hicks and Jordan and Galette. Look, they sucked in 2014. They were good in 2013. If you're the Saints, what do you do going into next year? Do you do you just say we're kind of we're hope you hope for a bounce back? Do you focus on getting a, a pass rusher in free agency if you can or the draft? How do you judge how do you judge this pass rush going forward to next year? I mean, I hate fucking saying I hate saying that you need to draft somebody because you got you got like fucking priorities out the ass. You got twenty million dollars committed almost to Cam Jordan and Galette. Right, and, and 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 that's a goddamn that's a goddamn shame. I mean, I wish you could go to him right now and be like, "Listen, we got to renegotiate," but that's <laughs> fucking happen. Um, I mean, the, the the immediate thing that I can think of, and obviously it, this this will be irrelevant for. Uh, this will be irrelevant in seven days anyway, but uh, I stripped the captaincy off off uh, Galat. I mean, that's that's. Well, I mean, if the that's the only thing I can think of. How do you how do you 
I mean, they'll re-vote for it next year. Maybe – I know coaches will manipulate that sometimes. Do you think maybe next year they're like Sean Payton or Rob Ryan tries to manipulate it and get somebody else with the C? But but who do you that's give possible. it? That, that's possible. That, that's possible. But, but something else to consider is that apparently – like I, I've I've heard that like thirty percent of of, a, of NFL teams, not thirty percent of all teams, every NFL team, something like thirty percent of the roster changes year over year. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like this team's gonna stand fucking pat. And I mean, we're we're gonna see we're gonna see some changes, and and they'll definitely get that changes. Well, who? That's fun. Who? 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 Me. Dave, I'll start with you. Who? Who? Do you think any uh, assistant coaches, Rob Ryan, position coaches, do you think any get shit canned, move along in the next couple of weeks? I mean, I don't know whether they are or not, but I mean, I guess if I had my druthers, I think maybe it'd be nice to see a change uh, at the defensive line coach position. Bill Johnson, uh, you know, maybe he's getting a little stale. And, uh, you know, I'd also say, you know, Greg McMahon, special teams coach, you know, he could potentially, you know, maybe maybe the Saints could upgrade there. But they got Sanders now. They got, well, they got Sanders. Their special teams are fixed now. Yeah. It's the return it, it game. Really, I mean, if, if you, uh, you know, it really, to be honest with you, where I think they could. improvement is um, just in the scouting department. I just feel like they're not, they, at least recently, they haven't really been doing a good job of, of finding, I mean, you don't have to hit a home run with every pick in the draft, but, you know, at least finding guys that you don't end up cutting, you know, in, in training fourth, camp. Fourth, cutting fourth round picks is not optimal. You know, the Wake Forest guys. Oh, um, I forgot about them. You know, just, Al just, Woods. Al, I mean, just, just picks like that. Matt, no, it's it's just it's. I mean, that's frustrating, and I think that's where the Saints are really getting hurt and hurting themselves. I, I think they really need. There's a reason why the Patriots every goddamn year the Patriots field a good quality team uh, that's most likely going to make the playoffs, and it's because of the way they build their team. It's not well, just their coaching. Well, to be fair, the Patriots team. couldn't draft a corner or a wide receiver to save their life, and yet they still keep. Playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and it, it doesn't matter. You know why? Because Bill Belichick's philosophy of accumulating picks means that if you don't hit on one guy or you don't hit on two guys, you've got eight other guys. I mean, he's drafting like 10 guys a year, 11 guys a year. Yeah. The Saints are drafting five. Uh, you know, the, the Saints, in fact, the Saints have the exact opposite theory of Belichick and the Patriots, which doesn't make any because I know Sean Payton respects Belichick. You have to respect the man, whether you like him personally or not. You have to yeah. fucking respect Belichick's dominance as a coach in the game of football. Kevin, is the Saints' offensive line old and busted, and is it time for them to make, Trade up. To make really hard calls on Jari Evans and Ben Grubbs? Yeah, I mean it's 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 that time, and it's it's definitely time to maybe do a uh, of mice and it's the of mice and men scenario is net is on the board and uh, who's Lenny if if we're doing mice and men Zach Streif 
Oh, no. Oh, I don't know about that. I was going to say Grubbs. I wasn't going to Streif? They just signed Streif, though. <laughs> yeah. Resigned him, yeah. Resigned Well, I, I, I mean, you asked – look, if I'm if I'm looking to cast Lenny – Lenny Smalls and and uh and and you show me a picture of Zach Streif and anybody else I'm picking Zach Streif. See, I feel like I feel like the offensive lineman in in the list of people that need to go would be Goodwin because he's old and injured, uh, Grubbs, oh, Grubbs, and then you would be tied with Evans and Streif as the third guy. Like I, I, I don't know. I felt like I felt like Streif is for a right tackle. He's been oh, he's been okay. But you know, interesting. That's why we have the podcast. We different opinions. Um, Most of them pulled out of my ass. Yes. Dave, I feel like Most? I feel like one Most, of them, yeah. And I, I hate to say this because I hate giving this person any credit at all. But Bill Simmons on one of his. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> on, on one of his early podcasts, when this, I think it was when the Saints went 0-2, he was like, something's not right with the Saints. They don't look nearly as explosive, and they have a much harder time scoring than they have in the past. And I was Just like, like held. I was like, hmm. That's, that's a lie. Bang! <laughs> uh, that's not true. Kevin is on uh, the internets. Banging. He's on ChristianMingle.com. Look him Schwing- up. He's on Schwingle. Uh, what's the uh, – uh, It's J-Date. Thank you very much. J-Date. Uh, no, no, but I feel the, like – What's the farmer one? What's the farmer Farmersonly.com. <laughs> Kevin has a – he has a selfie of him in suspenders and a straw hat. <laughs> and But no shirt. Just right. suspenders. Right. <laughs> you see, he made a vine with uh, – set to Jim Ross. Oh, my God. They've broken him in half. I've killed him. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh yeah, the Saints being explosive. Uh, yeah. I feel like Dave, Dave, the Saints had a hard time getting big plays this year. They, they did at certain points, but they didn't have, they, they didn't have a lot of easy, quick touchdowns, which sort of set them up to for the home blowouts, you know, the nice, fun home blowouts, would be set up like they would, in the old days, they would get the kick return in the, in the, to start the game yesterday. Atlanta kicks a field goal. Oh, by the way, they hit Devery Henderson on a 60-yard bomb, and it's 14-3. to three. Uh, Let's all get crunk. Uh, you know, I feel like they're missing that element. How much of that do you think is a factor of – they just don't have the skill positions, and how much of it was Brandon Cooks got injured and didn't get a get, didn't get a real chance to grow into that threat. Oh well, if, if if I may quote the great Kevin Held, I'd like to say a bit of column A, a little bit of column <laughs> B, a little bit of column C. Um, you I, you know, first of all, I definitely agree with 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 that comment that the Saints weren't as explosive. I, I don't see how you could disagree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously having a guy like Brandon Cooks who was, you know, starting to come on, losing him, that's definitely uh, that definitely hurt. You know, I, I think a part of it, again, 
to the offense is, is poor offensive line play and not having not, not being able to give Drew Brees enough time in the pocket. I mean, yes, Drew's getting a little bit older and maybe he's not as good as he once was, but he can be a damn good quarterback if he's got time. Um, and, uh, you know, let's remember that this, this season, there were, what, four games that were lost by the slimmest of margins that they that they could have won the Detroit game. They were one uh, the Falcons two. game. They were one and you could say and, and I count yesterday as a close game because the Saints had the ball down six with two and a half to go. So you can argue that the Saints were one and five in games decided by a touchdown or less. Uh, you know, I, I... We're losing him. We're losing Dave. Dave's turned into Burger King. I will have a number five. Make it large. Dave, are you back? There you go. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, so you said that the Saints were one and five in close games. Well, no, you you said that. Yeah, I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Some residual effects from the ground. But no, I mean, this league, there's the slim margins in this league. And if the ball bounces a different way, one or two or three of those games, uh, you know, if they just don't play so shitty on the last drive and on defense in Detroit, or if Colston just holds onto the ball in overtime it, that, against the Falcons, you know, it's just like if you if you could just change one or two plays well, no, they, in a few of these games, the Saints could be looking at right now at at nine and six or or ten and five or whatever. So yeah, it's it's I, I just I I think I think at the start of the season they just just came up just short and i think by the middle of the season and later in the season i think that mentally it just got to them and they they didn't have that winning attitude um and you know sunday against the falcons i mean i just think you know a lot of these guys are just tired it's been a long season and i think it's hard to get get amped up and hyped up when you're I thought they played. I thought they. I thought the, the energy the Sunday did. was good. Mm. I think it's just hard to. It's hard to maintain it when you are sucking and you're not scoring. You know. But I thought. I thought the energy was good, and I thought the defense hung in there all day. I mean, I didn't. I didn't think they came out. The flat. defense did. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm, but the offense. I mean, you know, yeah. I, you well, know, we're talking they, about. We're talking about whether they're explosive anymore or not. And no, I don't think that they are. Well, this is this is an interesting point, and, I, and I'm going to ask you this, Kevin, because you were you like me, askew uh, data and hard statistics, and just like to make up bullshit hypotheses. So this is right up your alley. Okay. All right. In 2013, the Saints started out. They played Atlanta the first game. They won by the skin of their fucking teeth. Roman Harper got the interception, and they they won. Then they went to Tampa and just. Straight up pulled, reached deep inside of their ass and pulled out a win. In 2014, like Dave says, they fumbled Colston. They can't stop Cleveland on a fourth down and start 0-2. And is it crazy of me to say that those two games completely changed the mindset of the first half of the year? And then the gut punch that San Francisco delivered completely changed the percept how the second half of the season went. No, I, I, I would totally agree with that. And don't cry on me now because, you know, I, I know your voice sounds like it's cracking. Uh, I, I know it's not because <laughs> your balls are dropping. So clearly you have to almost 
crying, so <laughs> don't do that. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, you get you get it's it's only sixteen games. I mean, obviously I'm spe- I'm gonna be speaking in fucking cliches and platitudes here, but it's only sixteen games. Every game counts. Yada yada yada. But you start out zero and two. One of them is to your your blood rival, and both games are just fucking heartbreakers. And and then and while all that's going on, it's like, oh yeah, it, you you you're already dealing with uh with guys getting dinged up or guys getting injured. Yeah. And the the more I think about it, guys, man, that San Francisco game, that just that was just like a grenade for the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if they hold on against San Francisco. You can make a case that everything – because they win, they feel good. They probably don't have the same flatness against Cincinnati, which they were completely flat. And the Dome was I – mean, I just feel like looking back at it, man, that, that, that San Francisco was just like a knife in the belly. If I, if I, if I had to point to – of all the hard losses of all of it, like that moment there. Like that's when it went to shit because I mean think how good we were you were you were like they're four and they're four and four the NFC South is a train wreck five home games in the last eight easy schedule like everybody I mean that was like the crescendo of feeling good yeah we were like oh we'll probably lose to Pittsburgh but I think we the rest of them yeah no I mean and and, and, <laughs> and the thing is like they they fought back so good that game like you really like that game I was. That game was one of the most fun, and they 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 overcame the one uh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, what's that? I, I the one against Pittsburgh is that what you're talking about? No, I was talking about San Francisco. Oh, like, oh, oh. like during that game, I mean, Drew Brees, they they had the they had yeah. they had the early interceptions, and, he, and they they bounced back and got ahead. You know, they had the hail mary. I mean, it was just you know. Well, they, they didn't complete the helmet. That, that well, didn't count. They, they completed it. It got taken away. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, here, here's here's something to think about that that when you were just during your uh, your little uh, ramble there, <laughs> it, when you're talking about how how we were all thinking, oh, yeah, you know, I I like our chances, because uh, we're at home for five games and uh, for for uh, five home games, uh, they lost all five of those home games. Yeah, we know. They did. All five of them. First time since 1980 that they lost five straight home games, which is what they go one in fifteen. Yeah, one in fifteen. I mean, like when you when you drop any statistic about a Saints team and you reference 1980 for people that are young and don't know anything about 1980, 1980 is the gold standard for Saints suckness. <laughs> <laughs> like it just like it is like whenever you reference something from 1980, it's bad. Nothing good happened in 1980 for the Saints. They started 0 and 14. Buddy D invented the bags. Like it just is. The, so when you say first time since 1980, horrible. What year were you born in, Ralph? I was born in 76, but I've huh. read Saints history books and I know too much. I was born in 1980. Yeah. yeah. Um. That explains it all. <laughs> Uh, the, the Saints are probably gonna crush Tampa because it won't benefit them at all. So the Saints are gonna <laughs> the Saints are gonna end the season winning their last four road games and losing their last five home games. Yep, Junior Gallette's gonna have three sacks. Cam Jordan will have two sacks. 
Uh, I, I'm sure there'll be a tip, a tip ball that somehow some one of the linebackers will come down with an interception. Uh, Patrick Brees, Robinson's going to get his first pick six. Yeah, Drew Brees will throw four touchdowns. Tampa does not. Yards. It, Tampa wins the game. They they botched the number one pick. Like Tampa has. Yeah, Tampa's like, got a lot to play for. They do, and they're going to say they're like their fans <laughs> in the stadium will probably turn. Will probably be openly rooting for the Saints. I mean that's. That's what I'd be if I was a Tampa fan. I mean, you don't. What, what good does three and thirteen do you? It does you no good at all. So, um, you know, Kevin, has any Saints player in twenty fourteen did any of their off season moves work out? Huh. When did the, well? When did the team bring in? Uh... Uh, Saunders. Like a month ago. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't see. Oh, so well, that doesn't count. Uh, yeah. Shit, well, we I don't know, of, man. They got they got rid of Sproles and Malcolm Jenkins. Who needs that? And Roman Harper. Yeah. So well, the, well, the Roman Harper thing was positive. They got rid of Roman Harper. He's been playing good for Carolina. Now, he got burned yesterday. He, got, he did get he did get roasted. Uh, I was. And Darren Sproles' numbers uh, with with the Eagles. Everybody wants to get on Sproles. Like, dude, like his numbers with the Eagles haven't haven't been haven't been lights out. No. He did have a couple of nice punt returns, but he never. Yeah, did. I mean, he, he had never a did that with the Saints. Except for that Green Bay game. Yeah. Um, I would say the one offseason move that you could say worked out was – I know he broke his leg, but re-signing Raphael Bush was a good – that was the – There you go. The okay. right – it was the right thing to do, and they, they – Loomis did a little cap, man. They got it – got him in. Like, even though he broke his leg, like, it was the absolute right move. Um but the rest. I like that you're prefacing something like this. Like, even though he broke his <laughs> leg, that, that's when you know. That's when you know your season has gone to shit. And your off-season highlight is re-signing a guy who broke his leg. Ah, uh, the twenty. If they re-signed Jimmy Graham, yeah, yeah. they people had wanted, to do that. People wanted to. Tra- people wanted. I got a lot of emails. Trade, trade Jimmy Graham. Tra- one guy wanted to trade Graham and trade Drew Brees. And get yeah. get four number one picks. Yeah. Move up and get Jameis Winston. Wow. <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, really? Really? <laughs> really? Wow. You got get the fuck out of here. Is right, Chase. Get the fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, my. I mean, I, I, I mean, Madden. seriously. 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 I, I mean, is our. I'll hang up and listen, guys. <laughs> First time caller, long time listener. Love the show. Uh, so look, so here's my idea. We cut Gillette. We cut Jordan. We trade Jimmy Graham. We get like we get like four picks for him. Two of them are number ones. We trade Breeze. We get like seven picks for him. And then we trade all of those picks to get the number one pick. And we take a guy that's been accused of rape. I'll hang up and listen. I, I, got I mean, it. son of a bitch, man. Really? Really? <laughs> Peddle that shit on Saints Report, brother. <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, look, to quote fucking – now I can't even remember. To, 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 to quote Mike Gundy, go play intramurals, brother. 
Go play in a murals. That's that's a fu- that's a shit show right there. That's an absolute I'm shit so show. Brought up that email. I'm so because let got, me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Breeze obviously look statistically. Statistically, Breeze still had a real goddamn good year. Obviously, he had some fucking shit games. But you know what you attribute that to? A fucking offensive line. Mm-hmm. You want to know what's in decline? The O line. That's in decline. And it fucking it pisses me off to no goddamn end to know that now, now we gotta fucking worry about drafting an O lineman instead of looking at drafting fucking everything else that we need to fucking draft or accumulate in the offseason. So now we gotta deal with the O line to protect the quarterback that let me tell you something. You wanna get rid of Breeze? Guess what? Welcome to irrelevancy. There is yes. no backup plan. You wanna you wanna throw a fucking rookie in there? A rookie that Mind you, doesn't strike me as the kind of fucking guy that's going to have football IQ uh, on and off the field. Okay, in the French Quarter, that'd be a great comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's throw fucking Jameis Winston in the French Quarter. Let's throw him in the French Quarter. Let's see how a 22, 23-year-old kid who fucking steals crab legs in his off time. Uh, uh, let, let's, let's see how he fucking handles things. Uh... Dude, the dude's going to be hanging out at fucking Rouse's on the weekends. <laughs> uh, I want to thank. That, was, that, that was, was probably one of my favorite Kevin rants. Talk about some I, of your other emails because you were tweeting some of these fucking yahoos coming at you. Well, I got the. Jesus I got, Christ. I got, I got the. I got the. I got the. I got the people that agree with me. But when the Saints lose, I get the, the trade everybody emails. And I get the also the. I'm never reading you again. You on a true fan email. Uh, <laughs> lay off the team. Don't you're giving up on them. We don't need you. Who that nation forever? And they'll put it in all caps. So oh I, keep, my God. I, think, I think there's like a segment of Saints fan. I don't know, like like fifteen or twenty percent that like they just they won't lash out at the Saints. So they attack. The guy who writes the column on WWL, or they go after Duncan. Well, Duncan kind of deserves it because he's kind of a he's kind of con- contrarian. Uh, but those are my emails, and they get they get they've gotten progressively angrier. They 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 got they 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 got really angry. The Dallas column after I wrote that, they got really really angry at me at post Baltimore. <laughs> uh, and it sort of subsided, but yesterday I got—I mean, it's a lot of rage, man. The season was—I mean, the Saints have been in first place since they were four and four. They've—they've they've been tied for first place the whole way, the whole as much as they've been shitty the whole second half. And it just—it was over yesterday, and it was—it was abrupt, and it sucked, and and uh, people wanted to people wanted to rage, man. You know, and, and Sean Payton doesn't answer email. I don't imagine. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um. Let me let me ask you a question because I was watching it at, at the dome and you guys were watching it on TV. You know, there were quite a few passes from from Breeze to Graham. You know, some of which it looked some sometimes it looked like Drew was overthrowing and sometimes it looked like Graham wasn't making the effort. I mean, what's the, what's the consensus from you guys and from everybody else as uh, as far as that's concerned? Do they do they feel like the, the most of it was Drew's fault or most of it was Graham's fault? Because I was having a hard time telling. I think Twitter 
decided that it was Graham's fault, but I'm going to do the Kevin Held answer. I think it was a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Like, he missed <laughs> Graham twice, and and Graham had at least one really awful drop on a third down. Yeah, uh, I I'm I lean I lean actually m- mostly Graham. However, I think there there was one throw that Graham saved what would have been an interception. Yeah, and the one thing with Breeze yesterday from the Fox, I mean, uh, they showed it twice. Like he made two different times, like awful, awful reads. Like on that one play where they did the the you know the little play action where he half rolls and he throws the bomb. Mm-hmm. They had Ben Watson running the crossing route. He would have he wouldn't have scored, but he'd have got like about forty yards. And it's just a they did that two different times where Drew Brees just made the wrong he made the absolute wrong read, which is mm-hmm. odd for him. Usually he might make a bad throw and it might not be on time, but for him to make the wrong read and not throw to the open guy, mm-hmm. that is a rare thing for him. He, I'm just gonna you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna start blaming shit on the O line. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to start blaming shit on the O-line because you know what? Made a bad throw, made a bad read, you know. Getting sacked to pick up, times forgot to pick, Right. You know, he's getting hassled the whole goddamn game, forgot to pick up the milk on his way home. I'm blaming the fucking O-line. I'm blaming the O-line because, listen, if I'm getting harassed and har- if I'm getting harassed at work again and again and again and suddenly by the end of the day, it's like, oh, yeah, Kevin, you forgot to do this and this. It's like, yeah, you know, sure, people can look and say, well, Kevin forgot to do this. Yeah, well, I was getting fucking harassed by so-and-so and so-and-so all day. What do you want from me? <laughs> Would you draft offensive line first, Kevin? God. <laughs> I, listen, I'm, I'm still taking the tact. I, I, and obviously I reserve the right to change my mind uh, regardless of what happens Uh but I'm I still go by uh, trade down, trade down, trade down, stockpile fucking draft picks. I've been saying how long have I been on that? How long has that been my philosophy, Ralph? That's been your philosophy forever, Kevin. Pretty how much. long? Pretty much. And fucking Dave Car Dave today today echoed this fucking sentiments that I've been making. I've been for saying several for weeks now. As well. Yeah. yeah. Fucking echoed the thing I said about Bill Belichick. Stockpile. When Stockpile. Was the, when was the last time they traded down? Mm. They traded down one year in like 04 or 03 to get Courtney Watson, but that was a second round trade down. I can't remember the last time they traded down in round one. I don't know if they've ever done it. Oh, in round one? I in don't... round one. They've never done it in the Peyton era. I can tell you that much. Hmm. So the, uh, the the what's more likely to happen? Held they draft a first round linebacker or they trade down? Oh, they, uh, they, fuck! They, they'll draft a wide receiver before they trade down. <laughs> oh my! If Amari Cooper is there at ten, and the Saints pick a wide receiver, how much will tw- Twitter lose its shit? Dude, we're going to become like Jets fans. Or <laughs> Philly fans. I don't know. I mean, I, I think, like, like Twitter, if the Saints, if the Saints would, like, if they, well, Kevin, if you, you're a big trade-down guy, trade-down guy, say they pick 10 and they trade down from, like, 10 to, like, 23, 
and yeah. they get like an extra second and an extra fourth, but they pick the running back from Wisconsin. Would would that be? No, no, <laughs> do not. You shouldn't be drafting a fucking running back. Just don't draft a running back in the first. I'm, round. I'm evil today. I'm don't just, draft a running back in the first round. Oh yeah, yeah. Un- un- unleash your fucking theory. Unleash your theory that you were saying in in our in our illustrious uh, pre-show meeting. What is my what was my theory? Okay, all right, fine. I actually remember this. I, I, this is unbelievable. <laughs> I actually remember something uh, that I can contribute. Ralph, Ralph, in our pre-show talk is like, man, uh, I really think Ingram's gone after this year, and 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 fuck, Pierre got injured. Yeah, that's He's been injured all year. So I mean, who knows what the hell's gonna happen with Pierre? I mean, God, are they gonna have to draft another running back again? And it's just like Jesus Christ! It's one, it's one endless dick punch. It is. It's one endless <laughs> fucking dick punch. Twenty fourteen season, the endless dick punch. So, I, I, let me ask. That's a that's a that's a fun question, Dave. Uh, you've I think been, Dave short circuited on that one. You have you've had no. He's making fun of me. You, <laughs> yeah. You. Ralph, uh, <laughs> You have had season tickets for a long time. Is this the most unfun year as a season ticket holder that you've had? Uh, um, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. Uh, you can't count Katrina year. That's a different category. No, no, I wasn't going to count that. Um, yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I mean. I would say it's worse than than the than the Bounty Gate year without Sean Payton because you know because of the expectations because I don't think every I don't I, I think people under you know I think it, we were quick to realize that Sean Payton had a serious effect on the team and they were fucked yeah and so I think we all realized you know this was the season where Don Banks from Sports Illustrated and other media guys are predicting the Saints to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So, so I think it's probably worse from an expectation standpoint. Um, you know, even the only other bad years were were 2007 and 2008, um, and that was before the Saints won the Super Bowl and we didn't even realize that that was even possible. Um, so, honestly, yeah, I think probably this year probably is has been the worst. I mean, I, I've I've been to every Saints home game since, and I'm not I'm not saying this because I'm bragging because I know there are people that have gotten away more, but I've been to every one since like 2004. Oh yeah. Um, uh, so, um, but I mean during the Sean Payton era, I would say this is probably the worst season. Kevin, the only year that I can come up with that me and my mom, as we did our commiseration phone call yesterday, the only season we could come up that was close in the last 15 years was oh oh two. When the Saints were nine and four, and they needed to win one game against either Cincinnati, Minnesota, or Carolina, and all three of those teams were dreadful, and yeah. two of, and two of the games were at home, and they lost all three and missed out in the playoffs. That's the only. I think I was at that. I think I was. It was the Carolina game, the last game of the season. The Carolinas. That Carolina game is the saddest Saints game I've ever been to in my entire life. Because was it? Because it was like single digits. The final it was, score. Right? It was ten to six. Eric yeah. Brooks had a hurt arm. He yeah. Saints could have played until the next Thursday, and they weren't scoring. Like it was the, right. it was the, right. it was the set, and the, the whole stadium was like, put in Jake Delhomme 
and score a goddamn touchdown and get us to the playoffs for the love of God. And and, and Hazza just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was there. Uh, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was there on a on a date with some with some gal that kept doing a Ralph Wiggum impression. And I just was trying to tune her out and focus on the football. But but the football wasn't helping, so then I had to start nope. paying attention to her again, and then and it was it was like a, a tennis match for hell. I'm guessing a girl doing a Ralph Wiggum impression isn't very attractive. My no. cat's breath smells like cat food. N- n- no, it, but here's the thing, like I don't that's have all a red she, crayon. Right, hey. that's all she had. That's all she had. That's all she had. It was like, oh yeah, I love The Simpsons, and then she just kept doing Ralph Wiggum. She didn't do a, a boot or no, no, a she did. There was no like there was no other discussion. You're there sure was no discussion. You sure that wasn't just her normal voice and that's how she normally talks? <laughs> no, no, I'm po- I'm positive because all she kept doing, like the she kept she must have said she must have said uh, teacher said if I I wouldn't have so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. She must have said that line like fifteen times sitting next to me and the first couple of times i was like oh that's funny that's cool you actually know the simpsons and by the end of it i was like oh my god i hope one of these giant fucking air conditioners falls from the ceiling and crushes both of us (laughs) and that was the first time kevin met his (laughs) ex-wife try the real dave's here all week Uh, waitress Yeah, all right. We got we got a ton of Christmas themed Twitter questions. By the way, congratulations to Adam Foshe, the inaugural champion of the podcast, the Chronic Podcast Fantasy Football League. He finished first. I finished dead last. Yes. We will be doing two leagues next year. We'll do the regular league and we will be doing a big money league to raise more money for the podcast and possibly other endeavors. Uh, we'll keep you posted. But com- congratulations to Adam. He won the inaugural uh, Fantasy Football Championship. All right. First question. Go Kevin- fuck yourself, Adam. <laughs> this is from Mark. Kevin, if the Saints, the 2014 Saints were a Christmas tree, what kind were they? Scotch pine or Walmart plastic? Uh, they no, they were neither. Get this question. They were neither. They were the fucking tree that uh, Charlie Brown picked. <laughs> you fucking put one ornament on the motherfucker, and it just like. Whomp. Dave, this is from Sports Cajun. If the 2014 Saints were a Christmas. That's not or- me, by the way. That's Dave. <laughs> Dave, if the 2014 Saints were a Christmas ornament, what, which one would they be? I don't get these questions. What what what, 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 kind, what kind what kind of ornaments are they? I don't know. I They're a broken can... one. That's the kind of ornament they are. They're the one that falls off the goddamn tree five minutes after you put it up. That's guess, the kind of ornament the saints are. I guess if you like put a piece of calcified shit on a string and hung it on your tree, maybe that could be. I don't know. Is that a kind calcified of ornament? Calcified shit. <laughs> I don't know. Kevin, Clifton Scott asks, can we cut everyone's salary next year? All the raises seem to get a negative result. It's not really a question, more like a statement. Hey, you know what? Let's let's do let's let's start that. Let's let's go with that and just tweet it. I mean, Mickey Loomis isn't on uh, isn't on Twitter, but let's tweet it. 
the Saints and just go hashtag make it happen, Loomis. Uh, Dave, this is from Michael Flowers. Last year, I made Vaccaro an honorary West Banker. How can I take that back, or does he deserve it more now? What was that to me? Because I, I was yeah. Oh, I, I, I had to, my, I lost my connection. I just All right. joined in now. Michael Flowers asks, I made Kenny Vaccaro an honorary West Banker last year. Oh, how I can I, question. Yeah. how can I take that back or does he deserve it can't. more now? Unfortunately, you can't. Uh, he, he's now, uh, he's now uh, Gretna till he dies. And uh, you're stuck with him. Have fun with that, Mike. All right, this is from Super Saiyan Saint. Kevin and Ralph go to Vegas. Who gets in more trouble? Um, well, I'll I'll answer and then Kevin can. It depends how you define trouble. Last week in Vegas, I had a sports gambling apocalypse where every sports bet bet I made failed, and it was disastrous. I lost at football. I lost at hot. I lost at soccer. English Premier League soccer, I lost at base. I lost at everything you can bet on as far as sports go. So if you consider that trouble, no. that would be me. But Kevin, how it's, much trouble? It's, no, it's clear. It's clearly me. It's clearly me. I'm I'm getting duped. I'm getting duped into into uh, shenanigans with hookers. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I mean, I mean. Let's be honest. Ladies I, of the I, night, you go to Vegas and they just hand you they hand you little baseball cards with like an uh, a woman with tits and a phone number to call in your room five minutes. Right. Uh, I'm and so I do that and then and 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 then I suddenly act all big and bad like oh I'm gonna make a weekend of this and then the third one is a fucking undercover police officer. They're brazen too. Like me and my wife will be out walking. And they will just like hand the cards to me and her. I'm like, oh. Well, honey, I mean, she was. Well, not well I, it, it says she could be in the room in ten minutes. I mean, she was Takes, wearing Miami Dolphins nail polish. She was ten. She they take Visa. <laughs> Everywhere you want to be. Yeah, that's right. Um, they so, do. They do. They specialize in Dutch ovens. <laughs> she. She. <laughs> Dutch ovened me so <laughs> bad the other night. Like, it was... How it are you was, still married? How the fuck are you still married? I, you know, because I'm, I'm a... I don't know. I wouldn't... I, would, I, can't, I couldn't look at my wife the same way. That would, that would ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you have to share that on the air. <laughs> you already did. <laughs> we already did. I did that during Twitter, like, last week. All right. <laughs> So, Dave, Galette gets a sponsor contract. Who is he the spokesman for? Um, Gillette. The he razor shaves, company. He shaves the beard. Well, plus his name is Galette. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Gillette, not, I'm not an ad wizard, but there's, there's something there. <laughs> there's got to be something there. <laughs> you know, something like, I'm not... I'm not my name isn't Gillette, so I don't shave. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Some, uh, Kevin. But obviously, Gillette. Kevin, if the Saints podcast crew were a boy band, what boy band would it be? If, the, if, if our crew was a boy band. What boy band would it be? What boy band would it be? Uh... Let's see. 
Uh, I'd probably say we're the monkeys. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. Right, because because let's see, we don't all really play our instruments. Only one of us is really talented. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who that is. That's a backhand. I know, I know. Nope, I know exactly. It's a total mystery. Um, it's huge. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, if the podcast crew was in a knife fight, who would be the last man standing? Now, when you say knife fight, do you mean like West Side Story knife fight, <laughs> actual knife fight, or Anchorman Be- fight? Because West Side Story knife fight, definitely Kevin Kevin would be the last one standing. I would say Held would probably be because Kevin would most like, is the most likely to go into a rage. Cause you, cause, I mean, cause, not you, Ralph. You only have one good arm. So yeah, you, but you only need one good arm for a knife, though. But you can't defend, though. You, oh, that's true. That's true. That is true. So yeah. You're out. You're but your first also, out. too, though, I can put up my gimp hand, and I don't care if you stab it up because it, I can't use it anyway. <laughs> right. So. And, and, and hey, they, they don't know it's a gimp hand. They can just be like, yeah, somebody sliced his tendons and his arm a few, a few times, and like he has no use for it anymore. He's hardcore. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, this is from Riker, and I'll let both of you answer. Should Saints fans be grateful to the Panthers and Falcons for giving the Saints an old Yeller-esque mercy killing? <laughs> I wouldn't call that mercy. Mike is nodding yes. I wouldn't call any of this a mercy killing. <laughs> I wouldn't either. What's that? This is um. What's that movie where they have the twenty-minute fight scene? I don't know, Family Guy with Peter and the Chicken. Yeah, but that's it's a movie. It's a <laughs> it's a movie with a twenty minute fight scene. Yeah, like the, the the Warriors. Okay, you know you're asking the wrong person. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. Oh, that's a great fucking movie. Of yeah. course, of yeah, course, like, all all movies are great fucking movies. So, but Dave, you, you, is it was it? A wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. War like Warrior, like Warrior with Tom Hardy and uh and Joel Egerton, or are you talking Warriors like? Warriors come out to play, you know, like that or what? Yeah, what are we? The eighty, it's the it's the old eighties one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Can you dig it? <laughs> yeah. Um. Never seen either one. But Dave, was Jesus a, Christ, Cariello. <laughs> was it a mercy killing, Dave? <sighs> no, I don't really see how that's an apt analogy. That this question doesn't make any sense to me. It's more like torture than a mercy killing, I think. I mean, it doesn't matter what team would have done it, first of all. And second of all, if I, – I, I, this question doesn't no, no, it wasn't a mercy – it was not a mercy killing. This whole season – that was, that was why this, That's why their season is in the dumps now is because they lost to those teams. Those were, those were games that were winnable that they could have won that they should have won. It wasn't like – they didn't play the Falcons and the Saints uh, after they didn't have a chance and after their season was – you know, done for that. The, the, that was the reason. I, I don't know. This question doesn't make any sense. Not a mercy. Sorry, it's a bad, Kevin, it's a bad not, a, not a mercy killing, Kevin. No, no, no. CIA torture is what it was. Uh, Kevin, I'll take this one. This is from Adam. Feeding us through our anus. Yeah. <laughs> Dick, Dick Cheney's in the cor- Dick Cheney's in the, t- in the corner with the waterboard. Uh, Adam asks, what is the best way to prepare a Christmas ham? To buy it at uh, the Honey, honey Baked Ham. ham. Honey, buy it at Honey Baked Ham. Pick it up. Goddamn right. 
Okay, go ahead, Dave. Question. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The foodie, the foodie knows what to do. Okay, yeah. I mean, you gotta go with, like, I mean, I can't give you the step-by-step instructions. You can Google the 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 recipe, but I mean, you gotta go with like a root beer glaze. You gotta go with like a Barks root beer or an Abita root beer, and glaze the shit out of that and get it that nice candied, crispy outer crust. That's that's the way to go with the ham. <laughs> Dave giving out cooking tips. This is from Alex, Kevin between Goodell. Peter King, Jeff Duncan, and Junior. Who would you want to see Sean go one round with? <laughs> All right, my, my my okay. It's Peter King, Gallette, Goodell, and who was the who Jeff was the Duncan. Four? Jeff Duncan. Ugh. This is an easy one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I gotta go Goodell. Yeah. I mean, uh, because it's just like. One, he's not going to fight his own player. Uh, I mean, unless 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 Gallette decides to really go nuts and just start fucking calling out the coaching staff, which he's not. He's putting his anger toward the fan base. Uh, <laughs> Where it belongs. Know, like, right, <laughs> right, right. Because it's clearly the fans' fault that Junior Gallette can't get a sack. Uh, yeah, like, he's not going to fight his own player. Uh Peter King would be would be amusing just to see him whoop up on 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 uh, on one of Goodell's you know henchmen, but that's not a that's not a thing. Jeff Duncan would be kind of amusing in the same way it would be amusing to beat up your younger brother. Um, but no, 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 you got to square off against Goodell. It's gotta be Goodell. Yeah, because 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 Sean Payton has eight million dollars worth of rage against Goodell. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. This is a question from Sir. What about, Dot. What about Sean Payton and Kevin Hauser, the guy that got him involved in that? Ooh, team? that's a good one too. That's a good one too. <laughs> this is from Sir Diehard. Um, Kevin it, Hauser, Jesus, remember that? It, it's kind of a top. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Hauser. He's like, they cut his ass quick. <laughs> I miss the days when our biggest problems were Vicodin and Kevin Hauser. Yeah, you running a scam on movie credits. <laughs> movie now we have credits. now we have legitimate football problems. Yeah, god damn, it was fun. Remember those days? Oh, god damn, our football team actually sucks. It does. We're a we're a, we're a Drew Brees injury away from being the Jaguars. God. <laughs> um, this is from Sir Diehard. Um. It's a complicated question if you haven't seen the article, but Jay's basically John Clayton came up with a formula that says if you add the five starting offensive linemen's ages together and it's over 150, your offensive line is going to suck. And the Saints' <laughs> offensive line is over the age of 150. So, okay. his, so his question is, how do you get that number under 150? Who goes first? We kind of answered it, but I think it's got to be – it's got to be – Goody. It's got to be yeah, Goodwin's the oldest. Yeah, I say it's got to be Goody. It's Goody, and it's got to be probably one other one, like you know. And Kevin said Streif, and I yep. said Grubs, but it's got. I think. Quick answer. Do you think? Do you think they're going to go? Because I think they're going to make changes in the offensive line either by they're going to want to either outright reductions to Grubs and Evans and Goody. I think they're probably going to have two new guys. 
do you think they'll go out in free agency and try to upgrade at guard, or do you think they'll do it all through the draft? I think they'll get one of them in the. I mean, they'll they'll try and address one of the one of the slots in the draft, and then they'll try and address one of the other positions. Uh, the good thing is, guards are kind of cheap. Well, not not cheap, but cheaper than tackles. So, um, you don't want like you you really don't want to have to rely on a rookie. Um, you know, I think the ideal situation is you have a guy that's like two to four, a two to four year veteran. I think that's kind of like the the optimal time that you'd want to sign a guy. Yeah, this is from Alfredo, and I'll leave. I'll give this to Kevin, but Dave, you can jump in after Kevin answers. Uh, should we be worried about the talent evaluation process for next off season? Yeah, that's. I just said that earlier. I yeah. mean, uh, they they really they need to take a serious hard look at at scouting, and they just they just don't seem to do as good. At, I mean, they're not the worst in the league. I don't get the uh, Ryan, I mean, everybody's like Ryan Pace is going to be a GM. Ryan Pace, Ryan Pace. I'm not quite understanding that one. I mean, you've got to. I just think. I just think from they they do great in undrafted free agency. They didn't. They seem to do pretty damn good there. But and which doesn't make sense. I don't understand why they do so well after the draft. But during the draft, they really they really seem to have a hard time. And and it's really on the defensive side. I mean, on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they pick some good players. Obviously, they've picked Colston, and but I mean, they've gotten Ingram has obviously. I think he's proven. You know, maybe not a number one pick. He hasn't put up those kind of numbers, but you know, he's contributing. Uh, you know, same thing with Brandon Cooks, obviously. Um, but just on the defensive side, they just I, I can't think of one player that they have drafted on defense where they've really like hit a home run. Kevin, this is from uh, Wang. The be- true or false? The best player on this team is Kenny Stills, and the second best is Jalen Sanders. Uh, I would reverse that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't reverse that. Ken- Kenny Stills has been, uh, especially in the second half and the third, the last quarter of the season, uh, Kenny Stills has really come down, come on. He's, I feel like he's kind of filled that Lance Moore possession type receiver role. He hasn't really been that deep threat guy that I think maybe we all kind of expected. He's been kind of more of a possession guy, but I mean, he's pretty much caught everything thrown his way. He's, he's consistently each, each weekend, uh, you know, seen a fair number of targets and catches. And, um, you know, I, I think he's, I think Kenny Stills would definitely be ahead of Jalen Saunders. And just because he's been there the whole season, Saunders is obviously, you know, he's only been here for three, four weeks or whatever, but what we've seen has been great. But I, I would like to see just a little bit more from Saunders. Yeah, uh, this is from this is from Don Takana. Do you think letting go of Malcolm Jenkins, Malcolm Jenkins was a mistake? Fuck no. Just oh, watch no. that Washington Eagles no. game. Malcolm Jenkins did the, the, the quintessential Malcolm Jenkins play by dropping a pick six and then getting roasted. No. Malcolm, the, the, you can argue they shouldn't assign Bird, but getting rid of Malcolm Jenkins and Roman Harper was the right move. I certainly don't think the Saints would be any better off in the NFC South record-wise if they had Malcolm Jenkins. No. You can argue, you can argue that the Saints would have been better off just going with Vaccaro and Bush at safety and not doing Jarris Bird. Um, well, they certainly have a lot more money, that's for sure. 
that's pretty much all the questions that we're going to get to. We got to preview the Tampa game in the who gives a shit, who gives a shit less bowl, either Tampa <laughs> or the Saints. Kevin, I'll start with you. Um, how many fucks are you not going to give about this game <laughs> Sunday? Uh, I will give uh, only – actually, wait a minute. How are we rating this? So giving zero fucks is the worst possible thing. Uh, I will only give one and a half fucks about this game. I just don't want anybody to get hurt. That's right. all I. That's all I care right. about. Right. Like, it's, it's like it's like listen. If, it's a preseason if, game. Essentially, yeah. And if Sean, let me tell you, if Drew Brees is still playing this game in the fucking fourth quarter, I'm gonna be infuriated. It's like get get Drew Brees his passing touchdown. So you can say, oh, he's passed for another, you know, another game with a passing touchdown, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so do that bullshit again. And then uh, and then get him the fuck out. I, out. Think, I think we'll get to predict. I just when the Saint when you want the Saint when it's in this at the end of the year, when it's in the Saints best interest to lose, they never do usually. Right. No five to get Reggie Bush. But that was a rarity. They are going to dump truck the Buccaneers <laughs> I would say this game is probably going to be like 105 to negative three <laughs> the Saints are just going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like a redheaded stepchild and go from picking 10th to 14th like it's just it's meant to happen um but uh I agree with you Ralph by the way uh do Kevin Carolina, Atlanta. Uh, is there a team that we should want to win that game for 2015 purposes for the Saints? Atlanta. Atlanta. If if only if only for the hope that that by getting to the playoffs they'll hang on to Mike Smith. Is plus, it gonna it's going to be fun to watch them get their asses kicked in the playoffs. If, right, and yeah, and if plus they that curb stomp though they'll probably fire them. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> That's a possibility. I mean, but if you think about it, if 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 Atlanta wins, they're gonna fire the best coach in their history. He's been in the playoffs five times in seven years. Jeff Fisher, who coaches in your little town, Kevin, has yeah. gone to the time has gone to the playoffs six times in twenty years as a coach. But he's got a mustache, Ralph. <laughs> he does. Mustaches are very persuasive. <laughs> they must be. Um, Dave dropped out, but God damn it, Dave! God damn it, Dave! This, I mean, like, are you like I'm gonna be openly rooting against the Saints, Kevin? Are you gonna be openly rooting against them on Sunday? No, no. no. I I will be watching. I'll be watching the game. Um, if they do, if look, if they do something spectacular, I'll I'll applaud it. If they do something utterly fucking aggravating i'll probably boo the shit i'll i'll be like what the fuck um i i i'm gonna just i'm kind of i i guess i'm just gonna watch it like i do any other game uh yeah you know and i want to say this to people there's a lot of annoying people annoying variety of saints fans but maybe the most annoying saints fan is Family member or friend that texts everybody in a group and is like, 
I'm not watching the Saints. Ha ha. Uh, doing chores instead. Gave up on this team. And they text you right as the Saints do something retarded during the game. They, they're not watching the game, and they're telling you that repeatedly. But yeah. they know that Jimmy Graham got fucked out of a touchdown. Like, yeah. That is the most annoying Saints fan of maybe all of them. Well, I mean, maybe not as annoying as the guy that says we should trade Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees and then trade all those picks. To get <laughs> I mean, seriously, that dude, that dude, I tell you what, how about, how about we trade you for a fucking Happy Meal and then we trade the Happy Meal for some uh, Long John Silver's fish sticks and then we let Jameis Winston steal those. Final, final question, Kevin, <laughs> but then we'll get out of here. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yes. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. That is not a. Have you seen Die Hard, Dave? I have seen all three of them. Okay, good. Yeah, and that I'm is the correct answer. There is only three Die, Die Hard movies. There yeah, is only three Die Hard. So, oh yeah. I've, Actually, that's that's true. I've seen I've seen four of them. I paid five. I paid for the last one. I went to the theater to see it. It was well, the one with the apple. The one with the guy from the Apple commercials. It's a yeah. A trouble. No, 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 no. That was no. That was the fourth one. They 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 made another one. No, no, no. That was that was the fifth one. They made no. one in between three and that one. No, that yeah, that yeah. The fourth the fourth one was the guy from Justified is the bad guy. Oh yeah. And the Apple guy. And Kevin Smith showed up. And that was the fourth one. The fifth one. <laughs> the fifth one. He goes to Russia. And it was no, that's Rocky. Eat. That's Rocky Four. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Russia, and and there's some, and it was rated PG thirteen, and there's some smoking hot babe, who doesn't show her cans off nearly enough. No, not even titties could save that movie. Right. Um. So I guess. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin, of course I'm right. It's movies, Kevin, Dave. Kevin, Kevin, who had what was worse, the Saints off season or my fantasy football draft? Your your fantasy football <laughs> draft and season were were oh man, that right there, that's the shit of legend, man. It, it was like, and at the time we all knew it, but it lived yeah. like it lived like it even exceeded. Everyone's expectations of how terrible it was. Yeah, like I mean, it was, like it was bad. Everybody's like that draft. I don't even know. Kevin was like, I, I don't even have words. And yet, Kevin, it exceeded everyone's expectations of how terrible it could be. I mean, I had Ben Tate who got cut. Yeah. By the Browns. <laughs> and you I paid had, top dollar for it. I did. Who else did I? I had. Uh, you, you had some other fucking running back. I had uh, Doug Martin from Tampa Bay. Yep. I mean, that's a running back combination of dreams, right? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it it was bad. But um, go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave will have the final uh, previews, questions with opposing blogs, uh, the open thread. Go there. Enjoy it. It, it. it is football. And when you don't have football and it's the middle of June and you're just dying for anything not to watch sports-wise, you'll – miss Sundays like this one. So that's a good point. That's so just, well, well said. It's just, just enjoy it. Um, so go there. Kevin is on Twitter and tweeting out wrestling links and such. And Andrew Juge is out drinking in new Orleans with media members. Cause he's, 
little jets. He's got contacts. And uh, yeah, so why was he out on the field for the game on the Falcons sideline? Because he got hooked up with sideline field passes. I know by who? By uh, Christian Garrick from WWL. Seriously? Seriously. <laughs> it's good to be. It's good to be Jewish. He, he yeah, knows. Good job, Andrew. He, know, he knows people. Um. So, but we're all agreed. Give, Dave, give me an MVP of the game Sunday. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to go with Drew. He's going to finish strong. Kevin? <clears throat> Jalen Saunders. Jalen Saunders. The MVP is any Saints fan that watches that game from start to finish. You are the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> And I just picture Kevin Durant clapping. Cause, yeah. Cause that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That, yeah. But, uh, that's the real MVP, you Saints fans. So for Dave, for Kevin, for MIA Juge, I'm Ralph. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We tried to make it fun after the Saints got uh, executed by Atlanta. So long uh, and be well. Hang on, hang on. <sighs> What is that? What are we listening to? That's Jim. That's Jim Ross, and that's yeah. the that's the perfect way to end this podcast. <laughs>